Uncovering your truth and fire, one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Spitfire Podcast. It is a blistery cold day in Washington, D.C. We are going to heat it up with our guest, Shermika Lemon. She is going to teach us how to be peacefully profitable and to really stoke the fires for all those spitfires out there. So Shamika, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to share my journey and just to be on the podcast. Yay. This is the, um, the best podcast for the winter. Um, because if you don't have fireplaces or heat going, we're going to get your internal heat going. We're gonna stoke <laughs> Absolutely. Those fires. Awesome. So you are a coach and a wellness consultant and entrepreneur. So let's go back before you made that change. What were you doing before that? Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, before I was doing that, I was working in corporate America. I was um, the last job that I had. I was an interim director for a nonprofit, um, which was Church World Service um, here in Greensboro. And so what we did was we pretty much made sure that refugees that were coming into the States um, had housing and like had uh, things set up to make sure that they were able to come into the States and just be become acclimated to what it, you know, the different culture was going to be like. Um, so I was basically over um, the interim director over that company um, and helping the refugees. So it was a very, very interesting field to be in. Um, now, let me just go back a little bit further because I've actually done a, a number of different things. Um, my background is actually in um, in business and I have a master's in peace and conflict studies, which really led me to that uh, working with refugees and, and refugee resettlement. Um, but like I said before, I so before running a business, you know, to make it just short and simple, I was definitely in corporate America working a nine to five, um, not totally against it. I'm not one of those entrepreneurs who's like, you know, get out of there as quick as possible because, you know, because I think that everyone has a different journey. So whatever is working for you, whatever makes you happy, whatever brings you that peace is what I like to tell people to pursue. Um, but it just wasn't my story. So that's really, you know, um, how I ended up being an entrepreneur. Awesome. So peace and conflict strategies. How did, how, I didn't even know that program existed. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's fairly new. Um, I went to, I, I was at UNCG, so uh, University of North Carolina in Greensboro. Um, and I think that, I don't think it's been around for a long time. So every time I bring this up, you know, oftentimes a lot of people are not familiar with the, the major. Uh, because I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's been around for a long time. And it's very broad. Like, you can utilize that degree in so many different ways um, because what I'm doing now is I'm using it in my business because I actually, uh, a part of what I do with Peacefully Profitable is I train employees on how to handle workplace conflict. So that's why I said the major, it can, you, can, you can really take it in many different ways, um, you know, in dealing with peace and conflict and, and just kind of bringing them together uh, to work for, you know, the good of those involved. So that's, you know, I have have pretty much used it and brought it into what I'm currently doing now in uh, Peacefully Profitable. That's awesome. So how do you define peace? Peace. Uh, peace to me is when, you know, you're in a state of where, you know, no matter what is going on around you, um, you're able to take that and turn it into something positive and still like look at it, you know, in a, 
through the lens of a calmness um, and tranquility and, you know, just being serene about it. And that's something that's very tough to do, you know, especially in today's in today's life and in our journey today and with everything that's going on right now is really something that's hard to do. Um, But I think that, you know, you have to get to a point where you're not going to totally be peaceful because like I said, there's always something that's going to be going on, but you have to get to a point where you change your mindset uh, to a point where you're able to look at a situation and take it and turn it into something positive, even if it's a a small change. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but that mindset, I think, you know, putting yourself in a state of mind of, of, of peace is really the first step of getting there. So that that's how I view peace as even in chaos, you know, finding that little small positive piece in it, or, you know, and, and turning in, turning it into something positive and, and finding that peace there. Okay. So imagine that I'm a potential client and I'm I'm saying, Shamika, I am like one of those people that is fired up on conflict. I get things done. People listen to me. I am action-oriented. Peace is going to slow me down. How would you convince me that a peaceful mindset would be beneficial to me? Okay, well, first I'd ask you, so, you know, you're you're fired up. You have, you know, your day-to-day things going on. Um, at the end of the day, when all of it is said and done, you're at home, how are you feeling as a person? Um, you know, do you feel, do you feel, do you really feel good about what you've done? Do you feel good about, you know, your day? Uh, who did you touch? Like, how are you feeling when it's all said and done, when the door is shut, you know, you've clocked out and you're at home, what are your thoughts? Like, what are your genuine thoughts that you're having? How does your body feel? You know, um, those types of things, because it's really important. And a lot of times it's, it's something that we put on the back burner and that we don't pay attention to. Mm. Um, so that would be my first question to someone. What, what are you really genuinely feeling once your day is over? Gotcha. So if I'm focused on the short term gains of my day of maybe being a CEO or or a VP or someone who's very action oriented and results oriented, what is the long term effects of living in this high stress environment? Absolutely. And you have to look at like the statistics of people who, you know, just go hard and and, and hustle and really don't think about the long term, which is absolutely just as important as, you know, meeting that short term goal. Um, You know, your health is just as important because if you're not around, you know, in the long run or or later on down the line, um, you know, how much meaning is, you know, hustling and, and, and just not paying attention to the most important thing, which is your health. Like, how important is that? Like, what have you really, really gained there? Yes, you've solved a couple of problems throughout the day, but, you know, how are you truly feeling as a person about yourself and what you have done? And how is it going to benefit you as well as the company and the people around you in the long run? Interesting. So it's interesting. So on social media, let's just use Instagram as an example. What, yeah. I, what I see is kind of this dichotomy of this very hard hustle entrepreneur, grind, 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 whatever those like go get it tiger um, memes or inspirational quotes. And then on the flip side, you have this very peaceful Zen of mindfulness in the business. So how would you suggest someone who is not really tuned into being mindful or taking a peaceful approach or being even aware of their mindset? How would you instruct them to view their social media feeds? So the first thing I would do is um, ask you to take a look at at your social media feed, take a look at someone else's social media feed. And first of all, you know, be clear on what it is that you are seeking. Like, what is it that you do want long term? You know, 
why are you grinding so hard? Like you have to know your why. That's that's really the first thing here. Um, because a lot of times I like to use um, Gary V. I, I, I won't Gary mess up. Vee. Yes, I do too. I love him. I won't mess up his last name. So Vee Gary V. <laughs> I like to use him as an example because he is a grinder. Like there's no other word to <laughs> describe him. And a lot of people, I think they see his success, right? And they see how this has really worked for him. And then they forget about what their why is because their why now becomes his why mm -hmm. because they see, they see where it's all taking him, you know, and what he's teaching us to do and how he's teaching us to grind. Um, but I, I think that there's a little bit of confusion there. You know, you have to figure out, if your why matches his, and it won't totally match it because we all have a different journey, but um, I think it's important to not lose sight of, of, of our why and what it is that we are truly seeking. And it's very easy to look at someone else's social media feed or someone else's success, um, you know, the highlights of someone else's life and what they're showing us and really lose sight of who you are as a person and your journey and what your initial goal was. Mm. So, I think we need to take it back a step and really just look at that first and foremost before we even try to move into all these other things and and listen to, you know, really all these other coaches. I mean, I've, I've been victim of it, too, like, um, you know, being on social media and being like, oh, my goodness, like, you know, I thought I wanted that, but I see her doing this and wow, she's doing amazing at it. You know, I've, 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 I've fallen into that trap before as well. And I can say that it really got me nowhere because I was starting to lose sight of why I even, why I am even here and why I even started this business and my, my why, mm. like my why started to become their why. And it just, it, 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 it didn't benefit me at all. So, you know, really make sure that you know your why. So what is your why? My why is because when I was in um, corporate America, uh, working, you know, all these different jobs, the, the complaints of everyone, um, was always the same. Like employees just didn't feel like they were relevant within a company. They didn't feel like they were being heard. There was no open door policy. Uh, their productivity was going down, morale, all of these things. And so um, I started my business because I saw a need. I saw a need uh, for someone to be able to, someone who was professionally trained to be able to come in and show these people how to deal with these types of things that are inevitable that may never go away, but you have to, you know, be able to change your mindset in order to, to effectively deal with these things like staying pro productive and uh, workplace conflict that will always be there, um, keeping your morale where it needs to be uh, to sustain a business um, and all these types of things. So my why is because I saw a need in myself and in all the, you know, other people around me. And I saw what it was doing to businesses, uh, retention rates, all of these different things. And so I want it to be a part of the solution at this point. That's awesome. Kudos to you. Yeah. I mean, the, the best businesses are born from trying to solve problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Just going back to Gary Vee uh, a bit, it's, it's really interesting. And I think going back to the comparison and, and social media and getting wrapped up into people's why, we get very uh, drawn into the attractiveness of things looking like they've been done before or the simple solution or immediate gratification. Um, and Gary is very great at, at talking about his story of being a ch an immigrant child and you know hustling from the beginning and living in a studio apartment with his family um, and not having a lot. And now he has all of this money, all of this access, all of this fame. 
And so we see him in the tail end of his career or the current career without really taking into consideration the backstory. So how much of that are you seeing with your clients or the organizations that you're working with where they're focusing only on the immediate problem and not really the root cause or the root impact? Oh, I, I unfortunately, I see it quite often. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's, it's the life that we live in, the day and time that we're in right now. As you stated, instant gratification is like at the top of everyone's list, whether they know it or not, um, whether it's intentional, intentional or not. Um, it really is. So I see it more often than I should. Uh, but, you know, with like conversation and the trainings and the coachings that I do, by the time we reach even the middle of that training or towards the end, people are starting to get it um, and really paying more attention to what their story really is. Some people really don't even know, have a clear understanding of what their story is. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's why I said people make the mistake of uh, changing their journey um, you know, in the middle of, of, of things or in the middle of being on social media so much and seeing other people and the, and the flow of how things are going for them, they end up changing their journey and not really paying attention, enough attention to what theirs is or uh, their back end of their story. Like some people don't have a clear understanding of what it is. They haven't taken out enough time to really uh, learn it and, and nurture it and just bring it out to really help them along the way. Mm. Um and, and like I said, it, it's really something, you know, I don't want people to to feel bad about being in this state uh, because it it's I think it, it's normal for something like that to happen. You know, when you want something really bad, I mean, what are we going to do? Like we do research, we go on the Internet and, and try to figure out ways to really get it, you know, effectively get it or, or get it immediately or these types of things. So this is just what we do. This is how we learn. Uh, but you just don't want to get caught up in that trap to where you kind of lose yourself in the process of doing that. Got it. So what are what would you say are the keys to um, maintaining or or having a more consistent, peaceful mindset? Um, I would say number one. So like I said, definitely number one is to make sure that you know your why and and that it's not, you know, your, your why is not that of something that you have seen, you know, in other people's success. Number two, um, you know, why are you also, what is it that you, you truly want to do? Um, I know, you know, changing a business model or just changing your mind about things is also okay, but make sure that you have a clear understanding of what it is that you're doing here. Like, you know, why are, what is it that you want to accomplish? Um, who is it that you want to touch? Like, who is your target market? Uh, who are the people that you want to bring in as your tribe and and help them along the way? What is the issue that you are um, resolving for people? And I think, I mean, it really just boils down to to make it just clear and simple, just knowing your reasons. You know, you have to know your reasons and be clear on that before you can like really jump into things and try to to build a successful, sustainable business. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, and I've seen this come up a lot with my clients and in passing, that when people start to learn new concepts or um, when they feel like they can start helping themselves, they actually will become the resolvers in helping other people. And I'm wondering how much of that do you see where people aren't really touching in on their own stories, but they're trying to help other people who they see as maybe being more conflict-based? Yeah, it, it, it happens a lot. We don't, you know, we don't. I see where we just don't take out enough time to get to know ourselves. Like it's almost 
almost impossible uh, to help someone else in need, you know, with an issue that we haven't resolved it within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very hard to do that. I mean, I've seen it done because people just kind of know, you know, how to, how to do things with systems and all these different things. But I think that it's hard. Like if you haven't learned and grasped fully, like yourself, your concepts, your truth, um, it's really, really hard to go out and kind of teach other people how to do it in their lives. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the main Comp not even competition, the main challenges to, to maintaining peace? It's looking around you and seeing all the things that are going on um, and not truly having an understanding of, of how to really handle it. Um, you know, the thing that we try to do is here, here, it's a cycle of, you know, us thinking that there's a problem that's going to occur, we're going to solve it, and then our lives are going to be great. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. So, you know, a lot of people live with that mindset. And that's, that's uh, kind of where, you know, like depression comes from sadness, people really giving up and quitting, um, giving up on their dreams. It's because we think that if we resolve one problem, we won't have any more. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. So, you know, you resolve a problem, you, you have a problem, you resolve it, and then there's going to be something else that comes up along the line, you know, um, along the journey. And you just continue to repeat that cycle. But it sounds really harsh and negative, but that's where, you know, changing your mindset about it comes in. So just be ready and be prepared, you know, for the next thing and maybe give it a different name. Maybe you don't call it a problem or an issue, you know, name it something else that will bring positive light to you. But just know that there are going to be things that are going to come up in our lives uh, that may cause, you know, some type of breakdown or uh, negative effect on us. But we have to really change our mindsets to know that I can get through this just as I got through the other thing. Mm -hmm. So so resilience. Resilience. Yes, I, I think I mean, a lot of people. You know, we, uh, that's just what it is. Like, you know, you get married and you think, oh, I'm, I'm going to have this happy life now, uh -huh. you know, <laughs> but then there, there are issues that come up in a marriage, you know, and then you buy this house and you're like, oh, we're, we're going to be so happy in this big house, you know, with this fence around it. And then you have maintenance things that break down in your house. You know, it's just, it's, it's that, that kind of thing, but it's your mindset about it. Like, how are you viewing this? You still have this beautiful house. You still have this beautiful marriage. Like, try to bring in more positive thoughts um, when it comes to dealing with things that are negative. Gotcha. So I, I hear a lot in people's language, even that they use, like, once this happens, then I can do this, or once this happens, then this will be resolved. So I'm wondering if there's almost a shift needed into becoming like a four or five year old in the way that you storytell words, and then, and then, and then. <laughs> so absolutely, you just have a constant run on sentence of your life. But I think we've almost been um, trained to have these very pivotal places in our lives and milestones that we're supposed to do, or when this happens, then this happens. Um, but we all know that that's not the case. So how do you start to shift things in a way that allows yourself to be more open to shifts, um, or things maybe not leading to the expected outcome? Right. Uh, and it's going to happen. So you just have to get to a point where, even you can prepare yourself and it's not like preparing yourself for the worst. I don't want to say that, but prepare yourself for, you know, anything can happen. So how, how will I handle this issue? How do I want to handle this issue? What outcome do I want to see in, you know, whatever it is that may come up in my life? And, 
you know, if you know you're a person who kind of takes things hard or, you know, may be a person that thinks negatively that way, then go ahead and prepare yourself for, you know, what may happen and just even make a list. Like I have lists all over the place and affirmations and just sticky notes. I mean, all mm-hmm. over this, this house um, <laughs> of, of different sayings, because I know, you know, I was once when I was once that person, this is why I'm able to like effectively train people on how to handle peace, because I was once that person where um, I expected the worst, but now it's like, okay, I know that something else is going to come up in my life. The rest of my life is not going to be perfect. So how will I handle, you know, this situation if it comes up or how will I handle that? I write things down. I, I journal. Um, this really, really helps. It sounds cliche, but it is something that truly, truly helps me out. Um, and just writing things down and just, um, ex- so, so speaking them into exist- existence, so to speak, um, speaking something positive into existence. And again, you have to train your mind to see positive and even the negative. So I'm using the term positive, but that can, to me also means even if a situation occurs that I didn't expect or didn't want, I have to find something positive in that situation. Awesome. Awesome. So where was that moment where you weren't living in this passionate time? What was that moment or where did you feel it? What happened within you to make this shift? I just started noticing a pattern and, um, I don't like to continue to bring up my, my nine to five, but this is where it all, this is where everything like sparked for me. Um, because I kept, I continuously noticed a pattern, um, in my attitude, uh, in the way that I handled things, you know, me dreading, like going into this place of business And it wasn't just me. It was like, it seemed to be all the people around me as well. And so that's where it just, I was like, you know, what, what is, this can't be it. This can't be what my life is going to be like from now until the end. Um, And so I started to kind of do more research, you know, on myself, my, my, my history, like, and just kind of getting to know myself a little bit more. And that's where I've realized that that just was not my journey. Again, it is some people's journey. Some people are totally happy in their nine to five. Um, and I, you know, I admire that. I totally admire that. But like when you're, you get to a point where you're, you're learning more about yourself, your likes, your dislikes, uh, what brings you peace and what makes you happy. Um, it makes it better for you to, to get back on track of, of your journey and your path. And so, like I said, it just, it sparked for me when I was, every day having the same feeling, um, working a nine to five, it just, it just wasn't for me. And just, I started to watch other people around me even more. And I just saw more and more people struggling with the same things. And it took, that's what sparked me to really figure myself out more, learn more about myself and stop trying to do things the traditional way or follow a path of someone else. Um, because that happens in corporate America as well. It's not just like, you know, service-based online businesses where we're going online every day and, and wishing we had someone else's life. That also happens in corporate America. So um, that's where I found myself and just wanting to know me, you know, who I truly was. And that's really where things sparked for me. Awesome. So what is your superpower? Wow. Superpower. I, th- I think, you know, having a sense of calmness in any situation is definitely a superpower. 
um, for me. And so just being able to to be that person, I, I have people tell me all the time, like, you know, how are you this calm in this situation? Even when people are talking to me in business and just telling me their story, um, you know, it's it. I've had people say you you have just helped me. You you haven't really said much to me yet, but you have your your energy has just helped me. So I think that you know just having a calm, peaceful, just you know it, it's something. There's something about me that's just really calm, and I think that that can also be you know equivalent to having a superpower. Gotcha. And on the flip side, what is your kryptonite? Mm, wow. Now that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what that might be. You know, I, I don't know about that one. I'm not 100% sure about what that may be for me um, now. I mean, because, I mean, I'm still human. So there are still some times where um, there are some things, like even with my husband or my kids, There, I can still get upset now. I'm not like always in a peaceful state of mind because there are still some <laughs> some times where I'm like okay I need to step back and take a, a deep breath so it could be you know when I'm dealing with a situation with my husband or my children um there are still some times where I you know I, I may lose that that calmness a little bit and so you know I, maybe that that could be it so what, what is usually the the trigger on that <laughs> uh I need for so I'm a little bit OCD as well. <laughs> Actually, been diagnosed with that. So I need um, I need for I need for my children to to do what I ask, <laughs> um, and, and and do it the way that I ask. So I mean I'm also working on that as well. But that is something that um, I kind of struggle with. Is I just feel like I, I need for them to to do what I ask. You know, I'm the parent, and I need for them to listen to me and just really uh, take in what I'm saying and and do what I ask of them. So that. Yeah, I think that would be at the top of the list of things that I'm not calm about. Okay, got it, <laughs> got it. So where does your fire come from? My fire comes from seeing people who finally get it about themselves, not just about me, but like they finally get what it is that they are here, what their purpose is in life, not just their passion, because the two, you know, purpose and passion, I think are two different things. So when people really truly find their their purpose in a conversation with me that really sparks me it really brings me a lot of, of joy and just happiness that people at least are getting on the right track with you know what it is that they're actually put on this earth to do that's awesome well i think that this has been amazing and peaceful and as people are you know operating in the holidays and interacting with family Hopefully they will get in touch with where their peaceful state is and people listen to them and, you know, keep things in order so that they don't trigger their, their mothers. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for this episode and, and passing along your tips. And if people want to learn more about your services, where can they go? They can find me at peacefullyprofitable.com. Uh, that's my website. Uh, also on Facebook, Peacefully Profitable. If you Google me, you'll also find me uh, on Instagram, LinkedIn, all these other places as well. Awesome. Well, I'm going to follow you. Um, you have a new stalker. so. Um... Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. And um, until next time, guys, keep being awesome. If you'd like to spit some fire and be a guest on the Spitfire Podcast, visit www.spitfirepodcast.com and keep being awesome.